and the great work that he's doing here. I want to thank God, Aisha, thank you so much for the great work that is being done. Hallelujah. One day when we get to heaven, we will see how great God have used them. And all the elders here as well, I greet you in Jesus' name. Amen. Are you glad to be here? I feel like worshiping the Lord a bit more and more and more and more and more. Hallelujah. I've got only 40 minutes. Maybe let me use them to just love the Lord. Hallelujah. Do you know the song, You Unravel Me With a Melody? Shall we stand? You surround me with your... Hallelujah. I like the way you play the drums. It's, it's very, very... Uh, like, uh, keep it up. Hallelujah. 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 Okay, let's go. <laughs> you unravel me, yes, Lord, with a melody. You surround me with a song. Deliverance from my enemy till all my fear. get married. You are not a slave to fear. You will get married. Hallelujah. You will be afraid of tomorrow. But you are not a slave to fear because you are a child of God. His blood runs through your veins. He chose you from his mother's your mother's womb. He called you before even you were born. So just relax. I say just relax. And just sing that song again. I'm no longer you split the season. So I can walk right 
afraid. All your fear should be drowned in the perfect love of God. Hallelujah. It's good to just love God. I say that I'm no longer a slave. Now we're going to sing. I'm no longer a slave to sin for I am a child of God. Just singing, I'm no longer a slave to sin. I'm no longer a slave to sin. Because I am a child of God. Sing it one more time. I'm no longer, I'm no longer a slave to sin. Because I am a child. Hallelujah. We are not slaves to sin. The amen is not strong. I say you are not a slave to sin. Amen. Because you are born of the incorruptible seed. You are born of God. The nature of God is in you. And therefore you hate sin. Say hallelujah. You are a child of righteousness. Hallelujah. Set apart for God. Hallelujah. Sin will not have dominion over you. Hallelujah. You may take your seat. Hallelujah. Don't worry, my message is just five minutes. Even less than five minutes. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Go with me to Genesis 39. Genesis chapter 39. And I'm going to read from verse 1. Are you here? Now, Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. Potiphar, an Egyptian who was one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him there. The Lord was with Joseph, and he prospered. And he lived in the house of his Egyptian master, when his master saw, say, see, 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 see. 
the master saw that the Lord was with Joseph. That the Lord was giving him success in everything he did. Joseph found favor in his eyes and became his attendant. And Potiphar also put him in charge of his household and he entrusted to his care everything he owned. Genesis still 39 verse 20 to 23. Joseph's master took him and put him in prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined. But while Joseph was there in the prison, the Lord was with him. He showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. So the warden put Joseph in charge of all those held in the prison. And he was made responsible for all that was done there. The warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care. Because the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. I bring you a message. That if God is with you, whatever you do will succeed. Let me tell you, you can work very hard, all your strength, all your wisdom. There are certain things you can never do except God is with you. I'm just telling you, it doesn't matter how smart you are, how strong you are, or the money you have. There are certain things unless God is with you, you can never do it. The Bible says that God was with Joseph. And therefore, he prospered. And I'm going to tell you story upon story that God, if he is with you, there is no way you can fail in life. There is no way that what Satan can overcome you. There is no way at the end it will be said that God was with Stephen. Hallelujah. So when David was about to die, he mentioned something to his son. He told his son, son, I'm about to die. But the most important thing is that God must be with you. How many of you know of John Wesley? You've heard of him? Hey, you never heard of John Wesley? You are an Englishman. Everybody should know about John Wesley. Uh, the founder of the Methodist Church. Okay. On his deathbed, he called all his elders. They surrounded him. And he was telling them so many things. At the end, he said this. I leave you one thing. Know that God is with you. <laughs> if God is with you, who can be against you and succeed? If God is on your side, who can win against you? You may think it's theory. I'm not speaking. I'm speaking the reality. There was nobody in scripture or alive or dead who walked with God that if God was not with them could have accomplished what they did. If there's any one thing you should cultivate in your life, it is that God must be with you. How can God be with me and you can beat me? It's not possible. How can God be with me and I not succeed? How can God be with me and demons overpower me? It's absolutely what? Impossible. 
Go with me to Chronicles. Let's read what David told his son. God is with us. First Chronicles 28 verse 9. Let's quickly read it. Quickly. I have plenty of scriptures. You see, allow, I try to let the scriptures speak for themselves. Because you see, the scriptures, if you understand it simply, doesn't need much interpretation. Are you here? So let's see what David told uh, his son. First Chronicles 20, 28, and let's read verse 9. Are we there? Quickly. First Chronicles. Okay. Now this is David. His last words to his son. He mentioned certain things to the people of Israel, and he turned his eyes to his son and said, As for you, my son Solomon, know the God of your father. As for you, my son Solomon, Know the God. And by the way, our children do not become Christians by osmosis. They must know God for them own selves. So David was telling his son, Solomon, my son, know the God of your father. Serve him with a loyal heart. And with what? A willing mind. For the Lord searches all hearts and understands all the intent of the thoughts. If you seek him. I said, if you seek him. He will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will cast you off forever. Do you know that this thing that David told his son, this very thing came true. If you read First Kings chapter 3, verse 3, the Bible says, And Solomon loved the Lord. And that God gave him rest all around about. And he was able to build. But we read at the end of the life of Solomon that he allowed some strange women to turn his heart away from God. His father warned him that if you seek God, you'll be found of you. But if you forsake him, he will also what? Forsake you. At the end of his life, Solomon was forsaken by God. That's why that he began very, very well. God was with him. He prospered. But at the end, the latter part of his life, strange women. Say strange women. If you are here and you are following a strange woman, it will be your downfall. Turn to your and say, neighbor, I don't know. But if you are following a strange woman, it will be your downfall. The opposite hold as well. If it's a strange man, Speaking sweet things into your ears. Making you melt like butter. It was your downfall. As for you, Solomon, my son. Know God. Serve him with all your heart. With a willing heart. And the Bible says, God was with Solomon. And he also prospered. But at the end, say at the end, it's how you end that matters. He allows strange women. You know there are strange women. Even here, right? I'm not sure if there's any strange woman here. Uh, but they're all over the place. A crowd like this, there can be one or two. I don't know. As long as it's not you. But they're everywhere. <laughs> Uh, 
God, I just don't know. But that thing is resonating my spirit over and over again. God was with Joseph. God was with David. God was with Moses. God was with all those people. And the interesting thing is this. Acts chapter 10 verse 38. How God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Ghost and with power. He went about doing good. Healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Why? Because God was with him. <laughs> I pray that you will know God is with you. You will know the reality. Of course, as, Christ, as Christians, all of us know that even God lives in us, true or not true. He lives in us, our bodies. Do you know that we are more privileged even than the Moses, eh? than the Abrahams? A lot of times we are longing for them. Big mistake. Because you and I are born of God. We have become partakers of the divine nature. Our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. But, say but, and it's a big but, based upon the way we relate to God, we experience his reality or his dormant in us. Based upon how we connect with God. Like for instance, the more I acknowledge, let's say if David is, and I acknowledge David, the more I acknowledge him, the more he will commune with me, the more we will connect. But if I ignore him, will he connect? Hello? Ladies, are you here? At times, you are more aware of your hair than of Jesus Christ. The amen is not getting stronger now. Eh? Before you came, you were more aware. Even as you are sitting here, you are more conscious of how you are dressed, more than of the presence of the living God. I'm not joking, it's true. You are more aware of how you are going to, you are going to move like a catwalk or whatever. You are more conscious of that than of the presence of God with you. Do you know that some people are more aware? Of other kind of things more than God with them. I'm going to show you through the scriptures. Bible says in Deuteronomy 20, say when you go to battle, fear not your enemies, because I am with you. Oh. When Moses died, God came to Joshua. God never spoke to Joshua once. But when Moses was eliminated, God came to him and said, Joshua, my servant Moses. It's gone. Now therefore, arise. You shall take these people to the promised land. As I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. <laughs> Don't fear. You saw Moses in action because I was what? With him. I am the same God. Joshua, I will also be with you. So relax and be courageous and be bold. There are certain things God have to use you to accomplish. Unless you acknowledge the presence of God and you experience the reality that God is with you, it is now impossible to accomplish those things. That is why Jesus said, I will never leave you nor what? Forsake you. I will always be with you. But then I'll show another interesting scripture in John. Jesus said something. He said, if you love me and you keep my commandments and you walk with me, I and my father will come and make our home with that person. Why would he say that? It seems contradictory. It means that there's certain things you and I need to do.
to live and walk in the consciousness and in the power of God with us. Do you know that if God is with you, when you walk into a room, people acknowledge it. Do you know that? There's a presence that you walk comes out of you. When demons see you, they are frightened. Hallelujah. If somebody cannot look you straight in the eye, there's some devil there. Hallelujah. Because of the power that is inside of you. Uh, people are making sure they are looking at me. So they are, they are not suspects. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> if you carry God, how many of you are afraid of darkness? You know, when at night you're at home and you hear some smallness, then you begin to, hey, hey, pastor, I need deliverance. No, <laughs> you must be conscious of God. Let me tell you, because if you are not, do you know that all, the world is a very dark place? How many of you know that? We live in a very wicked world. If you don't know that, then you are not a human being. This world is very evil and dark. How many of you know that? It's a very horrible world. And people are wicked. How many of you know that? You don't believe that? You are coming. You will see. <laughs> and because of that, you and I need God to be with us. I need God. Look, when I have God with me, I like Psalm 18. Who have I in heaven but you? The Lord is my rock. The Lord is my shield. The Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord. He is my strength and my victorious banner. The Lord, the Lord. When I have him like that, I can face anything. Hallelujah. When I have him, anything God says I should accomplish, I will accomplish it. You need to cultivate the presence of God. Quickly, I'll give you four points to help you to cultivate God's presence in your life. Because potentially, it's on all of us. Our body is this mortal body. God lives in us. It's, we can't understand it fully. But it's a, a mystery, and it is true. That you and I, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. But there are certain things we need to. Number one, John chapter 15. You can read the whole chapter. It talks about abiding in the word, in the vine. Abide in Christ. How do you abide? Simple. Take time to feed on God. Take time to feed on the word. Abide in Christ. I don't know what you abide in. People abide in all kinds of things. Hello? Mm, some people abide in WhatsApp. They can spend two hours on WhatsApp. Back, 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 instead of, hey, hey, I'm here. Some people to abide in Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, huh? what else? And they abide in it. By the time they finish, Mm? They spend four hours and then they spend five minutes praying. How do you think you're going to experience God's abiding presence? Look, don't let anybody lie to you. There are certain things, it's not a prayer issue. We make things prayer issue when it's not a prayer issue. If you are married, you are having trouble in your marriage. It's not the demon, it's not the prayer. Sort yourself out. Oh, it's going quiet here now. Hello, I'm telling you, a lot of things people pray about, they shouldn't pray about. My brother, thank you. 
come. Is there? It is written there. If you want to have friends, show yourself what? Friendly. Don't pray. Please, please, I beg you. You are wasting God's time. Please. Just be friendly. That's all. There are so many things people are praying for. We should not. I'm telling you because it is written already. Do such and such. Wives, submit yourself to your own. So submit. Case close. You have peace. Wives, you should know why you were born. You were created, and if you become a wife, you are created to help the man. You are a help meet. So if you are not ready to be a help meet, then don't marry. Oh, why is the place so quiet, ladies? You see, then you go to prayer meeting, fasting and praying, binding the things that can't be bound. Waste of time. When you are praying too much and things are not happening, check out what does the word say. You'll be more freer. You will set yourself free from so many things. Mm. Go to Africa and some people pray and fast more than anything. They finish, they'll come and dupe you and come and give testimony. What kind of nonsense is that? Hello? <laughs> Are you here? Look, read and obey the scriptures. You'll be so free. You find because God is his word. So when you obey God, then God becomes with you. But if you violate God, look, obedience, uh, prayer cannot take the place of obedience. Write that one down. Prayer cannot take the place of obedience. Love your enemies. Pray for those who despitefully use you. Bless those who curse you. Oh, the amen is not strong. Why? I'm helping you here. Hallelujah. When you do such things, the Lord will be with you. Hallelujah. Number two. The second thing you can do for, to, to know that God's presence will be strong with you is walk by faith. Say walk by faith. Without faith, it's impossible to what? Please God. The just shall live by faith. Like friends, I'm standing here now. You don't see, but I have some two powerful angels with me. As I move, they move with me. Hallelujah. You don't see them, but I know. One is very powerful. Don't mess with him. Hallelujah. Do you know you also have an angel? But more than an angel, we have the Holy Ghost in us. And at times, how many of you know at times you don't feel anything as if God is there? How many of you have been there before? Okay. Let me give a classic example how you may not feel that God is with you, but he's with you. You know the story of the three Hebrew children in Daniel chapter 3. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. You know the story. Unless you were born again today. Everybody knows that story. The Bible says, Nebuchadnezzar told them, if you don't worship my gods, I will cast you into what? The fiery what? Burning furnace. And then Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, they didn't feel any God's presence, please. They didn't even pray. You know why they didn't pray? Because it is written, thou shalt not bow down to any graven image or serve any other God. That's all. Please, just let the word work for you. They didn't have a prayer meeting all night. They said, king, we will not bow. If you like, kill us. Our God is able to save us from this fire. But he may decide not to. But regardless, we shall not bow. Do what you want to do. We will do what we will do. You think it was a joke, and you have to picture the thing. <laughs> then they were taken, immediately they were put in the fire. Then they saw that God was with them. Immediately a fourth man what? Appeared in the fire with them. But they didn't feel anything. 
You want to feel before you do? You want to feel before you obey God? You want to feel God's presence because you, you, before you know it's with you? If God said, I am with you, he's with you. Case closed. Believe the word. I said, believe the word. Then they saw that truly God is a deliverer and God was with them in the fire. The third thing you need to do to ensure that God is with you is simple obedience. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. You don't understand, but trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Obey God. Turn to your neighbor's neighbor. Obey God. Obey God. Obey him. How many of you know that obeying God at times is not easy at all? How many of you know at times it's not pleasant at all? To your flesh. <laughs> eh? This thing here. Nothing good dwells in it. You have to treat it like a dog. How many of you know that? A dog on a leash. You, you don't know this thing, eh? How many of you have felt like uh, stealing something from somebody before? Don't lie. Raise your hands. Hey, you are lying. If you are, you are, you are, how many of you have lied before? <laughs> how many of you have... Okay, children are not here. Thank God. How many of you have thought of uh, sleeping with somebody who is not your husband or wife before? Hey, all the hands are down. You are lying. You see now? I say, I'm asking that question again. Austin, I see what are you going to do. <laughs> I thought people don't want to be real in church, you see. They want to pretend. Nice face, you know. <laughs> go, 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 and ask, go and ask the pastors. When Bishop can ask him, he will tell you. All of us. But what is important is this. You must obey God regardless of how your flesh speaks. Oh, Greeny CLF, are you here? You want God to be with you? You must obey God. I said you must what? Obey. To obey is better than sacrifice. To hearken than the fat of rams. Let me give another example to know that if you don't obey God, what the consequences are. How many of you know the story of King Saul? One day God came to him. God anointed him. This man was anointed. Say anointed. He, God was with him so much that his life, he became another person. He was changed. Then God comes and said, there are some, there's a battle you are going to fight. When you go and eh, kill everybody, slaughter everything. In the law of God, it's called the law of Corban. Every first thing always belongs to God. It's like the tithe. You keep on eating the tithe. You know? <laughs> so... <laughs> I don't believe in tithing. Okay, it's up to you, whatever you believe. But, so God tells him, please, when you go kill everything, don't even just wipe away everything. Remember Joshua was told the same thing. His first battle against Jericho because it's called the law of Corban. God is always number one first. So, so uh, this guy goes, Saul goes, he kills everybody, then he does something. He leaves what? The king, and then he leaves some what? Beautiful, fat sheep and cows. So, then Samuel comes to him and says, Hello, 
Saul, have you obeyed God? Before even saw Solomon open, uh, saw, uh, Samuel open his mouth, you know what uh, Saul said? I have kept the commandments of God. I have done all that God asked me to do. In his mind. In his mind. But he was told kill everything. Immediately he said that, you know, then I don't know whether a demon entered one of the cows or not. Then one of the cows said, mm, just exposed him. <laughs> and then someone said, ah, you say you've obeyed God, but I can hear some bleating and some mooing. What is that? Oh, I brought this thing to sacrifice to your God, Samuel. <laughs> That's what he said. I brought these sheep and cows to sacrifice to your God. I didn't take it for myself. The people brought it. And then Samuel looks at him and said, Today, God was about to establish you forever, and your bloodline was going to be the people who sit on today. Because you did not obey the Lord, the Lord has found a man after his own heart. He has taken it from you and given it to another man. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. Maybe you are coming here today and God told you, love your wife, love your husband, go and say sorry. You didn't, but you came here and lifted your hands and gave offering. It's a waste. Oh, dear man, it's not. Because to obey God is better than to sacrifice. He says, Saul, you are finished. I'm just trying to tell you that God is before us, but it is not in emptiness. There are rules and regulations that govern the reality of God with us. If God were to manifest himself through you, you have to live what? A certain way. is to obey God. Obey God. I don't know what God is telling you. Whatever God is telling you, obey him. Don't give reasons. Hello? Not that we give reasons. Oh God, it's my wife. She did that. If she hadn't done that, I wouldn't have done this. And so what? God says, love her. Oh, husbands and wives, you are not, I'm not hearing any encouragement from you. And you, the ladies who are not married, who want to marry as well? You want to get married? Let me see. Okay, those who wave your hand, may the Lord release some good husbands for you. Those of you who have kept your hands. <laughs> ladies, if you want to marry the rapist, let God be with you. Oh, I said let God be with you. Let the men see the beauty of God in you. Not your dressing. Not, not, not some things that you are exposing. No. Hello, are we here? Now in church, we can't even tell the difference between saved and unsaved. When it comes to dressing, true or not true? It, was, it doesn't matter. It matters. Who told you it doesn't matter? Hello, sir. Uh, he's preaching legalism. Who told you? The women of old, when they walked with God, there was a purity about them. Even when you see them, you see some beauty about them. When I look at you, I can see those of you, some beauty. I'm not talking about physical beauty, eyelashes, and that kind of thing. But I'm talking about some holy beauty. And you can just see it when you see some people. You, when you see them, it's not by their eyelashes. What do they use? Cow, 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 whatever. Not those ones. Hello? I tell my daughter, hey, you paint your face too much. Take it easy. Leave your face alone. Let the beauty come from the inside. The right adoring. And the men from everywhere will chase you. Then you will pick your choice. You will decide. 
if God is with a woman, who doesn't want to be with a person who God is with? Hallelujah. Beauty is vain. Charm is deceitful. But the woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be chosen. Mm, let me hear some. Mm. Yes. Somebody who fears God. You see that God is with this woman. If I marry this woman, I'm blessed. You see that God is with this man. Don't marry a man because he got his pack. Marry a man who got here, God is with them. Even if he has got quarter pack, be married a man, you'll be more happy with your life. As long as God is with him, you are a blessed person. You can go and marry somebody with money. You see how they will treat you. But marry a man that God is with. You will find out that everything will begin to work for you. Your house will become like the house of Obedidom. When God's presence is in that house, whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. God must be with us. My time is up. I could have given you stories. The Bible says, and God was with David. So Saul feared him. And wherever he went, God was with him. And he prospered in all that he did. God was with Moses. He could face Pharaoh eyeball to eyeball. And said, that saved the Lord. Let my people. You can't go and tell Pharaoh that. They'll chop your head off. So that should tell you that when God is with a man or a woman, they can face anything. The Bible said the wicked rise up against us and do evil. But we shall not fear because God is with us. Hallelujah. God is with you. But you must do certain things to stir up the presence of God with you. You must spend time with God. Quality time, you must fellowship with him. Not because you want anything, but you love him. You just lie in your bed and say, Father, I love you. I appreciate you. So close, I believe you holding me now in your arms. I belong. You never let me go. So close. I've... Then you just loving the Lord. You are turning your bed. Holding me now in your and you must walk in God's consciousness. You must know wherever I go, in the car, wherever, I know God is with me. I didn't tell you one thing in closing. The fact that God is with you does not mean you will not face trouble. In fact, the more God is with you, the more trouble. Because the devil can see the light upon you. He can see that if he let go of this person, the great work, the things he will do, so he attacks you. But regardless of the attacks of Satan, you will say with David in Psalm 27, Huh? The Lord is my strength. The Lord is my shield. The Lord is my light. Whom shall I fear? Even if 10,000 rise up against me, I will not fear. Anytime I fear, it means I have lost the consciousness of God with me. I know that. Because how can God be with me, David, and I be afraid of anything? How can God be with me? And for me not to accomplish what God said I will accomplish. And I want to say this. The more trouble you face, don't be in trouble. Don't, don't, don't let it face you. Know that God is with you. In fact, the more trouble I face, the more I know that God is with me. Now I know that, yeah, I'm marked in the devil's camp. But he can do nothing. 
Hallelujah. So don't say that if you have trouble, it means that God is not with you. No, he's with you. Because it's in the fairness of affliction that you will know the presence of God. Anything God has called any one of us said to accomplish, God must be with you. Sharon, if you are going to sing and demons are going to cry out, it's not because you can sing. No, it's because God is with you. If anybody has got any ministry and your ministry is going to shine, it is because God is with you. Therefore, if you want God to do things that will not upset God, simple. Do things that will make God happy. I want God always to be around me, you know, always. So in my heart, everywhere I go, I try, you can ask my wife, I try and create atmosphere where God will be happy with me. Because he's the only person, when he approves of me, I'm happy in this world. Because if you approve of me, you can disapprove of me when I upset you. True or not true? Not even my wife. It's God's approval that I need. And for me to get God's approval, I must love the Lord my God with all my heart, strength, and might. I must love him. I must cultivate God's presence. I, look, I'm getting to some realms I want to When I walk, I want to be like Peter. My very presence and shadow makes demons leave people. Look, you must get those kind of, those of you in ministry, you must desire those things. Whatever you do in this world, let God be with you. You will succeed at the workplace. Doors will open for you. Things will begin to work. No more struggle. Did you see Joseph struggling to get promotion? David struggling? No. Take it from me. If God is with you, doors will open to you just like that. You sign the business, the thing is working. But usually we are not conscious of God with us. Hallelujah. May the Lord presence. May you experience it from greater glory to glory. Shall we stand? May you experience God in dimension you have never known before. May it be said of you that it was seen that God is with this person. You discover that certain people, anything they do, the thing begin to work. You notice that God is with them. When they take anything, things are just working. They quickly hear God's voice because they always desire to please God. Talk to God. Talk to him. Talk to God. If there's one thing that you want to go with into 2019, it's God's presence. It's God's presence. It's God's presence. I declare over you, may you begin to desire and hunger for God. The Bible said that Moses said, God, take us not away from here unless your very presence go with me. I don't want to go anywhere unless you go with me. Unless you are with me, God, I do not want to move anywhere. May that be your prayer, and that is my prayer. It's a simple way. God was with. If you like, when you go home, you can Google that phrase. Eh? God was with him, or God was with. Just that, and study it. And you discover that anybody God was with was always successful. Absolutely impossible for them to fail. Absolutely impossible. So if there's one thing you are desiring to make your home better, your life better, you want a good husband, a good wife, you want to pray, and above all, you want to serve God fully and fulfill God's mission for your life, then God must be with you. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Lift your hands to the Lord. We acknowledge you, Lord. I pray, Lord, for your people, that by your grace, you will lead us to a place where, Lord, we will walk, not just believe, but we will walk in the reality that you are with us. I prophesy that because God is with your people, they will accomplish that which you've ordained for their lives. That they will not fail, but they will rise up and fulfill their destinies. 
I pray that, Lord, you yourself will show mercy and reveal yourself even more and more and more to them. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You're all I want. Yes, Lord. You're all I've ever needed. You're all I want. Yes, Lord. Help me know you. Sing it one more time. You're all I want. Yes, Lord. You're all I've ever needed, Jesus. You're all I want. So help me, Lord. Help me know You. At times, you are just one person away from a major breakthrough in your life, and that person only God's presence can bring that person your way. Only God can orchestrate things that you meet that person. Just one person away from a major breakthrough in your life. And the more God's grace, God's presence is upon you, God will orchestrate. That person will come your way. For somebody here, they will meet that person this week. Hallelujah. Somebody will come your way. That will be so significant that your life will never be the same again. Hallelujah. Lift your hands one more time. You're all I want. Yes, my Lord. You're all I've ever needed. Yes, Lord. You're all I want. So help me, Lord. Help me know you are I'm going to hand over to David. Now let me share this story. There was this gentleman, well qualified. And for eight years, I just sent to just tell you this story. He's never had a job. Everywhere he goes, he's been rejected, regardless of his qualification. I tell you, if God is not with you, life can be very hard. So one day, uh, he was prayed for by a pastor. Just an ordinary prayer, God bless you, God help you get a job. Simple. When he went home that night, he had a, a dream. And in the dream he had, how many of, who has got a plastic bag here? Can, can I have a plastic bag? In the dream that he had, uh, yeah, that, that thing. He was in a, a polythene bag, transparent one, and he was in it. And somebody was carrying him everywhere. Everywhere this person went, this, somebody was carrying him. And he had a dream. Anytime he tried to come out, he couldn't. But then, all of a sudden, he said, Jesus. And then the person stopped and opened the bag and said, Today, you are free. And he just jumped out. Within a week. Say a week. Within a week. He had a fantastic job. That was paying so much money. It was more than eight years. May you come out of that polythene bag. That somebody is trying to keep you in. May you come out of every captivity. That the powers of darkness are holding you down. Whatever is holding your miracle down. In the name of Jesus. Come out of that situation. Be loose from that chain because of the presence of God with you. You will not stay. You will not be enslaved anymore. You will not be kept under anymore. If you can know and believe that God is with you, you are coming out in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. God bless you. Give the Lord a hand. Hallelujah.